Hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Especially all my Tom Petty Nation friends and any Tom Petty fan, uh, Tom Petty the Heartbreakers fan around the world. Uh, I'm John Scott. Welcome to my first podcast called Tom Petty and Me, episode one. And I am so excited about doing this. I mean, I feel like a DJ again. And I'm having fun. So, to tell you the truth, I always think for the most part that things happen for a reason. And some people will call it serendipity. But last week I was sitting on the patio and I saw an email about a new way to start a podcast. So last Thursday I told my wife that, well, I'll just start next Tuesday. It'll give me time to buy the equipment and be ready on Tuesday. And my wife Kathleen said, do you realize next Tuesday is September 25th? the first day of my podcast, and thought about it for a second. I'm accidentally doing it on the same day as Tom's last ever concert, September 25th, at the Hollywood Bowl. Coincidence? Well, Tom's wife, Dana York Petty, says, I don't think so. Some of you may know that um, Tom dedicated I Won't Back Down to me that night, and when it happened... Yeah, I was shocked, and I did shed a few tears, I have to admit, but they were happy tears of joy, and I had no idea why Tom did that shout-out. And first of all, starting this podcast on the same day as Tom's last concert brings back so many memories for me. And for all of you who were there at any concert, actually, Tom was a special guy. He was a musical genius, and he was a funny guy. And... He was a no BS kind of guy. He didn't back down. Um, you know that. He's truly an American treasure. For me, it still hurts a lot. I can't wrap my head around it still. And I know it's the same way for a lot of people too. But at the same time, I know he's with us. And he's all guiding us through this whole thing. That's the way I look at it. The box set, the listening parties, Tom Petty Nation, and all the fans. And now, Tom Petty and Me podcast. And I will tell you this. I have never seen a more devoted fan base than Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Like me, um, I probably will never stop grieving. And I feel especially sorry for Dana, Adria, and Anna Kim and all of Tom's relatives. What was it like going to the Hollywood Bowl on the 25th of September for me? Well, I did an interview with Tom and Dana on the way. Well, let me check that out. I'm sorry. I did an interview with Mark Felsot and Meg Griffin. Scratch that last one. I did an uh, interview with Mark Felsot and Meg Griffin on Tom Petty Radio Sirius XM Channel 31. And um, when I, get, I did the interview, I had a lot of fun with Mark and Meg. And I turned around to leave, and there's fans lining up to ask me for my autograph. And I said, you, you want my autograph? And the people said, well, you're the guy who helped Tom jumpstart his career. We read about you in Warren Zane's biography. So later on, as I started writing my book, I decided I have to do a pre-sale in order to autograph any book. And um, I wanted to buy When I bought, bought Warren Zane's book on... Amazon, I couldn't get his autograph. I thought, well, I'd like to have his autograph. But anyway, um, um, so I, I um, yeah, that was an interesting night for me, I got to tell you. 
Um, as some of you know, my daughter Tiffany Scott was in and now the hospital hospital for almost three months, and she was sick, and it had to be family first. And I hated to say it, but the waiting was the hardest part. Tiffany is my angel, and I love her so much. So it was family first, and thank of all of you who understood. Um, anyway, um, I could have gone backstage that night, but I just didn't want to because I knew it would be a lot of people back there. And uh, I just didn't want to go back. I wanted to be a fan that night. So I went to my seats with my daughter, Tiffany, had some dinner. The weather was perfect that night. Wine was flowing. <laughs> and there was a wonderful smell of in the air. If you, don't want, if you want to get to the point, if you know what I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. And if you're like me, you get a TP and you go to, you go to a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers concert, and you know absolutely you're going to have an incredible two and a half hours and you're going to sing every song along with him. Anyway, I promised to answer some of your questions that were sent to me via email. The first question is from Allison, who lives in, by chance, Gainesville, Florida. And she wants to know, who's the funniest of all the heartbreakers? Well, you might think Tom was. But it was the band's original drummer, Stan Lynch, in my opinion. He was the class clown the band's self-admitted wild man, always telling jokes, stirring things up. When I first started working with the band in 1977, I traveled with them in a tour bus. And for some reason, I was always assigned to the bunk above Stan Lynch. And the first night as I'm falling asleep, I hear Stanley say, fire one. And he pushed the button on his fart machine he had. Thought that was funny, it was. And then Stan said, fire two, and instantly my, had a, my bunk had a certain odor, but that's just Stanley. The smell Stanley came up the bunks and, of course, woke me up. Thanks, Stanley. Um, Stanley, I, at that point, Stan would let out a laugh and know that he just had some fun with a new guy in town. Anyway, another question. Tell us about the first time you met Tom. I know it was at the Troubadour, but would love to hear more details. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to leave some of it out because you can read about it in my book, but it's a long and interesting story. But the very first time I met Tom, when I saw him open for Blondie at the Whiskey uh, Go-Go, it was about three days after I had started my new job at ABC Records. I was with Charlie Kendall, a DJ who plays a very pivotal role in Tom's life. And the band, they were opening for Blondie, and about 7 o'clock they came on. And um, from looking at the album cover, uh, I, some people thought they were a punk band. But anyway, they uh, played in front of a few people that night, and Charlie and I were blown away when they finished their 45-minute set. Their breakdowns, they started with O'Carroll, and they did Shout. And uh, anyway, <laughs> seriously, our table went like – 20 feet behind, flying. And uh, so um, I just I just walked up to their dressing room. There's no security for the opening band. And I introduced myself as the new guy, head of album. And Tom said loudly so the whole room could hear what he said. Who cares? Oh, Stan Lynch then yelled something at me, and the whole band was laughing. 
And, you know, since I was the new guy, I, I, I had heard, uh, I had no, I, I had no idea how much they hated ABC records. So I just kept babbling away and, um, I asked Tom if he'd ever heard his record on the radio in Los Angeles. And he emphatically said, no. And I said, well, you're going to hear it tomorrow morning on KWST. And there was more laughter, but you must realize I just saw Tom for the first time and I was really in a trance. And I think you might know what I mean. If you're a fan of Tom Petty's. So I just kept babbling, looked Tom right in the eye. And I said, Tom, I'm going to break your career wide open. And every time you hear my name, John Scott, you're going to think of me. Why was I saying this? I had heard the album. I just saw the next future of rock and roll person. And uh, I just kind of knew how big these guys were going to be. There was no doubt in my mind. So the next thing I know, uh, Tom asked for a roadie to escort these two nut jobs, or actually he said children, Escort these two children out of the dressing room. They're ABC people. So um, Alan Bugs Wydell came over, and um, they let us out the back door of the whiskey. And Charlie Kendall and I went down the stairs of that uh, whiskey at Go-Go. We were laughing all the way to the Sunset Apartment. because We knew that Tom had no idea of what was about to happen to him next in life. So, but read the full version in the book, TomPettyMe.com. Next question is from Kathy uh, Teston from Albuquerque. And we want to get that uh, email up there from to see. Da-da-da. First, first I'm, I'm going to have really good equipment next week. This is okay, but I'm going to have great equipment next week. So anyway, let me find these uh, questions in here. Well, come on, John. All right, here's, here's one. Is there a forward in your book? If so, who did it? And there are, there is a forward in my book, and it was written by John Mellencamp. And John, I worked with um, very early in his career when he was Johnny Cougar. This is when I was at MCA Records. And um, he writes, he wrote the, uh, the forward, and it's very funny. And he tries to explain what promotion promo men are called. And um, it's it's really great. Really great. You'll love it. So I love John John Mellencamp. And uh, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a funny guy, too, in a lot of different ways. Okay. What did you – oh, what did you price $19.76? Why did you price the book for $19.76? Well, a lot of you know that's the year the first album was released. I thought that would be kind of fun. Uh, another question from George in Memphis. What's your most famous Tom Petty song? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you know, I asked Ben Montense that question. He said it's too hard of a question. But for me, I've got to say my favorite song is the first song I ever heard in my life. When I picked up a, accidentally I picked up an album and I heard Rockin' Around With You. And then after everything after that was gravy, breakdown, American Girl, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, um, that's it. So uh, let's see. Um, another question. Uh, is Tom, was Tom a shy guy? Well, I would say in the early days, uh, he was very nervous around fans. But uh, 
We also had these meet and greets at the time, back in the day. Parties were usually at the hotel for radio DJs and retail people. And it was always in my suite. I had a suite, which is very big. And we would have the time of the band come in and meet everybody, whatever city. And I remember Tom one day saying, why can't I? he have the suite? Because it was big, it had two bedrooms. I said, be my guest. I trade rooms with you. And, and the next morning, he told me I could have it back because of bottles, uneaten food, the smell. And I got to tell you, we laughed about that one for a long time. Um, back to the emails. Um, oh, there's a, you know, talking about Tom being shy. Um, in my book, there's a story about a contest I did with Tom and the 80s, and we invited 50 contest winners from radio stations all over America, and the party was to bring it in, bring in the new year with Tom Petty. I never, I really never thought Tom and Tony would go for it, but for some reason he did, and he got swarmed, rightfully so, by all the contest winners when he walked in the door. So we had to kind of take him outside, and uh, he was swarmed, and rightfully so, he was swarmed. Anyway, he was also sad because Ricky Nelson had died that morning in a plane crash. And Tom was, Tom was a big fan of, um, of Ricky Nelson. Let me see. I got some more questions here. Up, 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 um. Oh, yeah, Tom being a shy guy. You know, he he's always been a shy guy. Even in the beginning, I, I don't think he really loved the meet and greets that we did. I mean, he did. He knew the benefits of him, but he was still a shy guy. Just that's just him. That's just Tom Petty. And um, as he got bigger and bigger, um, he really got shy people because at a, if they went to a party afterwards, there'd be too many people trying to ask for his autograph and stuff, etc. So when the band plays, he's the first one out of the concert venue because he's just was a shy guy. And I love the hell out of that guy. I sure miss him. Let me look for these other emails, you guys. They had questions here. Gotta find them. Let's see. Wow. Come on now. Let's see. I should probably stop and edit this thing, but I don't know how to do that. And all I need to find is my phone and find some of these stories. What else can I talk to you about? Oh, there's somebody at the door. Hello. Thank you. All right. FedEx there. It's a good deal. Hey, my book is coming in a few weeks while well, I look for these emails. Um, uh, um, and I can't wait to, for you to read it. It's uh, got over 70 pages of pictures, probably most of you have never seen. And, um, and, um, <laughs> and a lot of stories you've never heard about. Here's another question from uh, Lisa. Uh, when did when you went to Tom's house for Thanksgiving and Christmas, did he like to eat the traditional holiday meals, turkey, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, etc.? Did Jane do the cooking, or did they have a caterer, housekeeper help? <laughs> okay, well, going to Tom Petty's house at Christmas uh, or Easter or Thanksgiving was incredible. I remember one Thanksgiving. Um, uh, we always well, we always play softball first. There's always a softball game going on. And one year, Tom, you know, all the kids and stuff. And one year, Tom couldn't find a softball, 
So he jumped in his car. He rode down to uh, the sporting goods store to get a get a uh, softball. And that's when he ran, ran into Jeff Lynn. And that's another story about the traveling Wilburys. But um, anyway, uh, we had a great big meal, 25, 30 people, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie. Um, they had a housekeeper. She was a really nice lady. But a lot of the women uh, in, in the family of the Petties and did the cooking. Okay, did he get his dogs from rescues and or shelters? How old were the dogs? I don't know. Did he have any other pets besides dogs? Did he like cats? I don't think he liked cats, personally. Uh, four, I read Tom loved barbecue. What's his favorite kind and did he cook? Hamburgers, barbecue, chicken, ribs. First of all, Tom Petty did not cook. <laughs> uh, he loved, I think, ribs. I had you know, ribs flown into Memphis, uh, from Memphis to uh, my house one night. We all had a big party. Um, let's see, next question. Did Tom like to watch TV at home? What's his favorite show or movie? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, you know, Tom paced a lot. Sometimes he'd just sit in his room and strum a note and try to pick up a song, try to find a song. But I don't know if he watched TV a lot. What do you think he'd watch, uh, Jeopardy? <laughs> uh, anyway, he mentioned another question. He mentioned making a video to avoid going to the Merv Griffin show. Was he just kidding, or was there something about it he didn't like? Well, he wasn't kidding, because who would want to go on the Merv Griffin show? Certainly not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, so they made a video. Here, Merv, there it is. Uh, who was he most excited or nervous to meet in the music industry? That's an easy question. <clears throat> the only person he ever asked for an autograph is James Brown. And and he, I was there in the airport. You should have seen Tom. Tom and Stan did this way, slide up to where James Brown was and just ask for his autograph. And Tom said that's the first and only autograph he ever had or had gotten from anybody. Uh, what's his personal favorite of his own music videos? I do not know. With having a very musically talented father, did his daughters have any interest in music lessons? <clears throat> and um, yeah, I think uh, both Dana and Anna Kim definitely have an interest in music or film or whatever it is, but they're very talented girls. Did he enjoy hearing his songs played in stores and restaurants? I say, who wouldn't? I like that when I hear one of his songs. Okay, last question here. Besides music and songwriting, what were some of his hobbies or favorite things to do? And man, I don't know. I, I think except write a song. That's what he loved to do. That was his hobby. And if you can do a ho if you can do a hobby that you like, that's pretty good. And anyway, she, uh, she says, "I'm so excited for your book and podcast. Thank you, Lisa G Gianco." Anyway, I think that's going to do it. I didn't get to answer everybody's questions, and so you can keep them coming. I'll try to get to them next time. But that's about it for this podcast. I'm John Scott, and I'll be sure to notify you on the next one. And uh, I'll also notify you when the books are going to be in your mailbox. That's that's shortly. Tom Petty and Me. So if you want to buy the book, go to the website of TomPettyandMe.com, and I'll sign one for you as soon as it comes out. So this is John Scott signing off. Have a great day. I love Tom Petty.